Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash. And into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. Sixers, we have a fantastic episode today. Colonel Candace Ross is joining us and the list is long, so I'm going to do my best to give it its due. Colonel Candid Frost is a United States Army veteran, senior intelligent executive entrepreneur and public speaker. She is an active duty military intelligence officer and the CEO of Colonel Candid, a firm that offers mentorship services and leadership programs. Definitely check that out. We're going to get more into that throughout the episode. Her mission is to mentor the world's future leaders in the intelligence and national security communities through public speaking engagements, broad reaching written communications on leadership. She regularly shares the lessons she learned over the past two decades as a leader and provides insight on how to manage career as well as lead businesses. As the first woman in an infantry brigade, she stood out as only one of 4,000 paratroopers in the infamous 82nd Airborne Division. Her life story has been featured in the book Undaunted, The Real Story of American Service Women to Today's Military. A single mother for nearly a decade, she gave practical advice on balancing motherhood and a national security and defense career. However, she is currently happily married and has a rock star tag team partner who is a fantastic stepfather to her children. She lives by the saying, be the change you wish to see in the world. She has been featured on several podcasts and national media outlets to include MSNBC. And she currently hosts her own podcast, Candid Conversations, where she interviews leaders from different industries on their experiences and best practices. She is a graduate from the United States Military Academy at West Point, class of 1998, where she was also part of the marathon team. She was commissioned in the United States Army, where she branched military intelligence. In her two decades of service, she's been deployed multiple times to Bosnia and Afghanistan. Central Michigan is where she got her master's in public administration and finished a war college fellowship for the CIA. Colonel Frost, ma'am, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's great to be here. I am a super big fan of Got Your Six. Fantastic. We love to reach out to fellow Sixers, so this is great. I will remember by the end of this episode what the mascot is for Central Michigan. I've actually, I, and this is the beauty of the military. I've never stuck good on their campus. Yeah, I did it almost all of it from Hawaii. Wow, man, that's, again, just to be able to balance. It's never like an equal balance, and we're going to get into it, of, you know, there's going to be some things that kind of get dropped, but continue to remain focused on your end state and your goal is something really, like not a lot of people can say they do because it takes repetition. Yeah, it does. There, you know, like anything in life, I love the surfing analogy. It's all about staying up on the board and it takes a lot of balance. Absolutely. So would you say 
throughout your military time to include being a cadet, is there one thing that you've kind of implemented daily that has really been beneficial to allow you to, you know, have that balance and stay on the board? Absolutely. I think when I kind of look holistically at my career, where are those areas that I that I picked up from the very beginning and I've kind of continued to work with? And I think a big one of those for me is just I have found the fact that you have to embrace being comfortable being uncomfortable. And kind of is akin to the Eleanor Roosevelt quote that's been passed down through the ages to do something that scares you every single day. So, you know, when I got to school, I definitely was not your um, typical mold of a cadet. I didn't know that much about the military. And when I walked into this very regimented, uh, very linear, finite, I was more of kind of artistic, go with the flow, kind of creative person. And it was very uncomfortable for me at first to have so many rules to live by in such a regimen. But I recognize that, you know, that could, I could get used to it and you could become comfortable with that different type of lifestyle. And so by doing that, I really, I stepped out of my comfort zone and I've recognized everywhere you go in life, the more you step out of your traditional kind of bubble of what makes you feel like you have a warm blanket around you and into, into the unknown, you're going to grow from that. And you, you, when you embrace it, it's phenomenal. You can grow and um, do so many different things, but, but you have to take that first step. Literally taking the first step, you were on the marathon team at school, which is its own separate thing of like bracing for the suck that is on the other side of every race. Yeah. So that had to play a, a part in that too, like you were saying. Absolutely. And I, I think that, um, you know, I, I joined the marathon team after, uh, after the track team, there were some complete rock stars and, and that's where you recognize in life, you know what? I am not that good. I think West Point does a job, an amazing job of humbling you in so many different ways, you know, whether it's, uh, doing the indoor obstacle course, which is like a gymnast dream, but to the mortal man like myself. Um, it was a, a great big challenge and, and listeners out there that haven't had the fortune of going and touring West Point, when you do go there, or you do talk to any person who's graduated, just mention the, the, uh, the letters IOCT and see the sweat beads just start to fall down their brow. Um, because that's it. It's something that is just not normal when you can embrace that. Um, just like when I embraced, Hey, I think I'm going to go a little further distance and join the marathon team. It created a, a new element for me, really understanding, hey, you, you really can build grit uh, from the start and you can gain and grow and grow. And, and I've used that throughout my career. And that's a fantastic point of like knowing where the wall is, because if you ever reach the wall, you're going to die. Like that's just how it is. That's if you reach, you've exhausted yourself, but being able to push that wall just a little bit further each time and coming so close and knowing that it kind of moves down the road. And like you said, increasing your grit. I think it's something, you know, that we all kind of have to revisit on a daily basis. So that's a, that's a phenomenal takeaway for something to implement daily. Knowing West Point was such a huge uh, impact on your life. Is there another book or a course or, you know, even like a YouTube video or TED Talk, something that you've come across that has really just been like this massive influence on your life? So I always tell people when they ask me like, what's your favorite book? I'm like, that's like what, which is my favorite child? That's impossible. Um, because I am a I'm a complete bibliophile, but I would say there there are a couple that I have read multiple times. One is recent, and one is a classic. 
Um, so I'll start with the classic literature. And I would say Steinbeck's book, The Pearl. Any person that understands history can also understand um, the fact that great literature exists for a reason and it has a long lasting shelf life because of the method and the messages it gives to people. And Steinbeck's book is so true when you read it, especially The Pearl, because when this family goes after kind of that financial win or they have only you know, prosper through a means of material goods on their mind, they forget what's most important to them and then that's family. And so I took that life lesson. I read that book. It's a, it's a smaller book. Kind of like a message to Garcia. Every intel officer has read that one. Both kind of small, but the pearl is great in the fact that it gives you those wonderful life lessons of what do you most prioritize and make sure you carry that with you throughout your life. The second one is uh, Radical Candor by Kim Scott. And she is just such a pistol. I have enjoyed that book. I've kind of listened to her speak and I draw a lot of energy from, from people like her, especially in her field, uh, that, that just constantly think over and over, hey, how can I adapt? How can I reinvent? And how can I make sure I grab the best talents of my entire workforce? So Radical Candor is always up on the top of my list. You talked about two interesting points, both of family and then also looking to reinvent yourself. Family is a constant, but you're always looking to grow and, you know, over time and develop, you know, because your kids grow and things like that. And you grow as a person. Has there been something, say a skill or ability that you've recently picked up that you, you're you kind of like very new at that you're trying out, um, talking that growth piece while maintaining, you know, the family life? Uh, I really want to kind of dive into that. So a skill that I've most, most recently kind of picked up and grown, I think it's because I was thrust into this with work in a good way, is really the understanding cyberspace. And, and what I do in my work now is that, you know, I have a confluence of understanding the cyber domain. You know, I have interest in looking at cryptocurrency and what are all of the threats. Um, if you turn the news on, you know, by the time this podcast is actually released, there will probably be another uh, type of threat to the internet or the the cyber world out there. And so then, you know, the confluence of that being a political science major and what does that mean with respect to our constitution and privacy and, and all of these nodes together, crime, piracy, um, I've had to really roll up my sleeves and, and dive head first. And I think that's something that I've absolutely enjoyed. It's like learning an, a foreign language, but it just keeps my mind really agile. And I think those people and that, especially those that listen to your podcast, you know, I've spoken about it already once, get out of your comfort zone, but number two, um, do something with that, right? As you're building and learning and growing, use it in many different ways because you'll be amazed at the connections of things that I did 20 years ago at the very beginning of my career when I was, you know, um, Intel looking at Columbia. It's amazing how there are so many lessons from the drug trade that I can use now when I'm looking at um, different types of financial threats and the way the world and cyber weaves its web, uh, it's very similar. And I, and I think it's really fascinating to be able through, you know, through the years, you can pull all these lessons together. And that's why, of course, people talk to you so much about reading and kind of combining the things that you've learned into what you're doing right now. So how long until we see a Colonel Candid NFT somewhere on the marketplace? 
I don't know, but yeah, I am actually, I am all about understanding NFTs. I just want a wallet that will never get broken into. Uh, so that's my thing. Until I can find the, you know, I found the perfect man. If you can find the perfect man, you can find the perfect wallet. And I eventually will. And I'm sure some fintech person will reach out to me and, and sell me on their wares. But I do really enjoy, there's another side of me. I have multiple personalities, not really, but I do many different things. And, uh, and I do a lot in the academic realm. And I mentioned this to somebody about, you know, aren't you threatened by cryptocurrencies and the fact that it, you know, there is a potential possibility could overtake the dollar. And they kind of laughed me down. And I said, all right, he who laughs last, um, be, be weary. <laughs> Look out, world. So, you know, those guys at Georgetown, it'll be fun. Yeah, we will find out. And I think we both kind of are on the same page with that one going forward. So a lot has changed really, you know, throughout your career, especially in the last five years when it comes to the cyber domain uh, from a professional side and then like in your personal life. Really, is there like a new behavior or belief that you've kind of taken away and like really reflected on, use that to kind of improve your life going forward? Absolutely. And I think that's a that's a wise question. Um, many of the people that you've had on your show are kind of at that, you know, getting out of the starting blocks from college and those first couple of miles that you run. I'll use my marathon analogy again. And some of the people you've had on your show have been in that the first couple of hurdles they've had to jump over with, you know, marriage and first couple of careers or making a, their first or second pivot or transition. I'll, I'll say I'm a little bit longer in the tooth and knowing that the habits and belief systems that I've used kind of in my transformational journey through life really stem from knowing my strengths and weaknesses. And so at the beginning of my professional journey, I was very forward-leaning, um, a tad bit impatient. And, uh, and a weakness of mine probably was in the fact that just granting other people forgiveness and, and making sure that I understood where they were coming from in their situation. You know, fast forward now two decades. And I, I think one thing and a belief that has changed over my career, regardless of um, the multitude of different jobs I've had, whether it's in academia, that, that realm of myself, um, whether it's in the, the spiritual realm of myself, whether it's in the you know entrepreneurial, or even whether it's in the military side. I wear many different hats, but I do know one thing that I have learned over years, and that is granting people just grace, you know, giving people the ability to understand that not everything needs to be done right now, right here. There are moments where you absolutely have to roll up your sleeves, but separating the important from the urgent, that has absolutely come to me in many different measures. I've learned many lessons from that. And then understanding and letting people know, hey, this is good. This is who, who I am. There are parts of me that change, but I oftentimes have really strong beliefs weekly held. So I can be talked off of an idea um, with sound logic and reasoning, but I will hold on to it very strongly and back that up until, until my mind can be changed. Here I am talking to you, by the way, from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. So I may be the only person on this block that holds that ability to change my mind yes. um, and <laughs> suffer repercussions or have to take a poll to do that. Logic is very strong in this house. Um, but it is, it is fascinating to kind of understand that when you grant grace to other people, 
and accept and see where they're coming from, your world really opens up in many different ways. That's such timely advice, especially, you know, granted over your career, you've come to that, but really even in the last year where we've had life has been uprooted for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And just having that grace and being like, somebody shows up late to a meeting, it's like, Hey, it's okay. Take a breath. Like we're going to get started. It's, this is how life is rolling right now, as opposed to being like, you're not here. What's wrong with you? Like you putting it back on a person because there's going to come a time where you're going to need somebody to show you a little bit of grace. So that's just such a powerful message. Absolutely. And you're thankful to the people that have. I've had so many people in my career kind of going back to that person or, you know, podcast or book you talk about. There there have been so many mentors I've had that have granted me that. And sometimes I just didn't even recognize it. And it was it was a true blessing. Yeah. The greatest grace is the one you don't realize until down the road. And you're like, oh my goodness, that person was just so kind and thoughtful. And you're like, how did I miss that? It was right in front of my face. Exactly. You were having a long career in the military and in the national defense sector. You're going to have a lot of wins, you know, and at the end of that, at the end of each episode, we talk about stacking wins. We'll get into that a little bit, but you've also probably had some failures, you know, where you've learned and grown from those. Is there a specific failure that has ultimately led to a great success or a great, your greatest success? Absolutely. And, and, and this is one, I think, um, some of your, some of your listeners will appreciate, um, having probably gone through this or, um, understand that they, the people that they've been around have. And, and my biggest failure that led to my greatest success was probably my divorce because it led to a real second chance. When you go through that, that monumental event of divorce, you have to do a lot of self-reflection. I've talked about that a little bit, but you have to do self-reflection on kind of who you are and what you want with your life. And, you know, you can go down the, the economic, most prosperous through money sector. You can go down the, uh, just the greatest number of thrills sector, or, or you can go down a kind of road that I went down and after my divorce and saying that I really want a life partner that wants to be with me for the rest of my life. So it, it helped me reset. It helped me understand what my priorities were, that failure, um, and recognition that, uh, especially my ex-husband had post-traumatic stress disorder and that so many of us in the military, we think we can personally fix everything ourselves. You know, we can fix this or that or another person. That's really hard to do. And so if you've got a friend, if you've got someone else in your life or your circle that you know that's going through um, a really tough emotional um, mental disorder, getting them help is incredibly important, but also knowing that it's their decision to, to kind of walk their own journey. That was something that I learned and was able in the end um, to get to the one of the greatest successes that I have, which is my, my awesome partner in crime now who is keeping everyone at bay as we record this podcast, you know, keeping people quiet is always fun. So thank, I'm very thankful to him for that. But it also helped me recognize like what's most important in life. And man, the family unit, it's incredibly important. And when things shake and rattle um, at the end of the day, it's those people that kind of stand around your headstone and hopefully tell great stories about you that are going to make, make a difference in life. That is a great point, right? Of not only the family unit being, again, like we talked about that constant, like work changes, things happen, but taking the time to have what we would say like a tactical pause, like, or like, you know, and reflect where we're at, tactical patience, looking around kind of your environment, 
seeing what's going on, taking it all and then continuing to move forward. Cause to a lot of people, like that's kind of the end. They're like, Oh, it, it you know, like what now? And you were like, something's got to happen. Like we got to keep moving forward. Cause I'm not staying here in this position. Exactly. And I, I have a new appreciation, especially for generationally. I, I think there are, there are some big areas that have changed so much that um, those of us who are in our middle years in our career versus those who are just starting out, those of us in the middle, you know, when we, when we dated, it was much different than, uh, than people are that are entering that field now. And I, I share that with a lot of my peers, like, you have no idea what it's like to be online dating. Let me tell you about this crazy new world. And, and, uh, and the, the same thing with like the cost of college. You know, why are people complaining? Oh, that's right. Now that I'm checking it out uh, for my kids, it is significantly different. So if you can understand and walk in someone else's shoes, man, you're a much better leader. You're a much better person overall because you can have empathy with kind of what they're going through. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're talking, you talked about walking in somebody else's shoes. Let's walk in your shoes for a second. How do you, ma'am, realize or recognize that you're better than yesterday? So that's a really interesting question. And kind of thinking about that throughout my day today, I, how I do it is uh, I'm really a truly lifelong learner. And so how I can be a better person than I was yesterday, especially a better leader um, and, a, and a better you know, business owner, uh, better at all of the different things that I do, is I try to get at least 30 minutes or an hour in every day, either research or some kind of reading. Uh, it's got to be something in the written word to kind of advance my skills. And whether that's you know looking at how um, you better invest in the future with your business or where you can you know gain more insights, um, especially with the military world that I'm in right now, um, I do a tremendous amount of reading um, as I'm diving into this new skill and this new world and cyber. But also, um, it's just making sure that you kind of look at every single day, hey, what am I learning? What am I doing to advance myself mentally uh, so that I can be prepared for kind of what's next? I am always hesitant. And especially when I kind of look to my left and my right, people that are very comfortable where they're at. Um, I, I worry for that because our world is so rapidly changing that if you're not constantly trying to learn something new, a new, it always doesn't have to be a new skill. It just has to be a new way to relate and grow and figure out, hey, this may be applicable to what I'm doing now, but it have long-term applications of creative thinking, uh, obviously creative and critical thinking but just drawing different inferences together. And that's kind of what I like to do. I like to connect the dots between things. Connecting the dots so complacency doesn't set in. Yeah, that's a fantastic answer. So we kind of talked about, you know, the podcast that you have, Candid Conversations with Colonel Candid herself. Where can people reach out to? Where are you most active? How can people get to know more about you? Yeah, thanks. Um, Well, you can definitely download my podcast. It's called Candid Leadership. Um, it's wherever you find yourself after checking this great uh, podcast out. You can go there and, and subscribe to Candid Leadership. I'm kicking off season three. I am pretty prolific on LinkedIn. So Candace Frost, F-R-O-S-T. Uh, you can find me there. And uh, yeah, I am every now and again uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, and my business is on Facebook as well. 
I do um, a substantial amount of um, paid public speaking, uh, just trying to advance, especially the voices of uh, women in national security and leadership. And, uh, and I'm kicking it around old Cybercom. So if we run into each other around the halls, please uh, give me a hat tip. Man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your insight. And most importantly, thank you for having our six. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening, Sixers. This episode comes to you thanks to the great people over at 10,000. 10,000 makes the best training gear, hands down across the board. And my favorite are the tactical shorts. The tack line at 10,000 is incredible. Ultra light and durable. The waistband is tough as nails. Zippers never stick. I can't say enough great things about the 10,000 shorts. They come in five and seven inch inseams, depending on how long you like your shorts. And of course, my favorite is OD Green. If you go to 10,000.cc and use the promo code GOTYOUR6, that's got your and the number six at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. That's 10,000.cc, not .com. Use the promo code GOTYOUR6 for 15% off. Six is running a new segment in a couple episodes and I'm super excited about it. Talking to all these incredible high performers, I've realized we need to stack the wins to achieve massive success. And I want you to know I have your back in these accomplishments. Let me know, go to either Twitter or Instagram, got your six pod with the number six. There's a Google form there. Let me know a win you or somebody else recently experienced and deserves some recognition. I want you to know I'm stacking the wins with you each episode, so we'll give you a little shout out at the end of each episode, just so you know we got your six. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers. But the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Gotcha 6 podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.